Welcome to Poetry Express, a project of WERU, Maine Humanities Council, and the Maine State Library. Each week we bring you a Maine poem read by a Maine neighbor. This week's poem is Chess Poem by Jefferson Navicki, read by me, Samat Abdurraqib. Chess Poem by Jefferson Navicki. In the house that lives in my chest, there's a long sloping hallway, and there's an owl in the kitchen who serves me cocktails high in juice for breakfast. You'd think I'd be happy, but I spend a lot of time gazing down to the river, which I've only now realized is a ribbon wrapped around a certain landscape of waiting. There's a fish whose name I can't remember who lives in this river, a bottom feeder with a hairy face and a desire to get caught but nobody seems to be able to find a way to do the obvious. These days, I hear a lot of talk about currents and wind and the right lure to hook the big fish, the bait that allows a big reel in, and if not a trophy, then at least a spot at the table. But this is not that story. This is a story of a house and a fish whose name I cannot know. I will never be the one to hook him. I really, really enjoy this poem. I've loved reading it over and over again and letting the images build and become more and more complex in my head. I love that this poem sketches out a blueprint to the interior, one that's so layered that you kind of get lost in it and forget to look up and remind yourself that this is all in the imaginative interior of the poem's speaker. This poem leaves me with a sense of gloom. It's an ominous poem. The poem tells us this right away with the line, quote, you'd think I'd be happy, but... Right away, we know this poem isn't about happiness. And yet, yet I still read through the whole first stanza expecting happiness. Maybe it's the whimsical nature of the imagery, the gentle slope of a hallway, a kitchen owl making fine, fine fruit juices, a river that is actually a ribbon. All of these images pop into my head brightly colored and alert. It's the discomfort of the last line in the first stanza that finally gets me. The river that is, quote, a ribbon wrapped around a certain landscape of waiting. That line makes me wonder what's going on in this house with the long sloping hallway. It makes me wonder why the speaker is only staring out the window gazing at the river. Why aren't they visiting the river? What are they waiting for? What's the landscape of waiting? I wonder if the ribbon is less festive and more restraining and constrictive. Maybe the reader, this... The speaker is trapped in this nonsensical house. And for a moment, it makes sense that the speaker is stuck there. This is their own internal landscape, or maybe even their dreamscape, which might also explain the whimsical imagery. Okay, so then we move on to the second stanza, which is all gloom and ominous, because this river the speaker is looking at contains this bottom feeder of a fish who apparently can't seem to get caught, No, even though he's got this deep desire to be caught. And despite everyone seeming to know all the perfect ways to hook a fish, this fish won't, get, won't be caught. It's somehow still evasive, and it particularly won't be caught by the speaker in the poem. They can't even remember the fish's name. The poem ends with the line, I will never be the one to hook him, which gives me such a sense of resignation and despair. And I go back to what the poem originally gives us, that this is a blueprint or a landscape of the interior, and I wonder how unpleasant or painful or complicated it must be to have this elusive place, thing, person, event swimming around in the subconscious, knowing that it will never be hooked and it will never be released Chest Poem by Jefferson Novicki. In the house that lives in my chest, there's a long sloping hallway, and there's an owl in the kitchen who serves me cocktails high in juice for breakfast. 
You'd think I'd be happy, but I spend a lot of time gazing down to the river, which I've only now realized is a ribbon wrapped around a certain landscape of waiting. There's a fish whose name I can't remember who lives in this river, a bottom feeder with a hairy face and a desire to get caught, but nobody seems to be able to find a way to do the obvious. These days, I hear a lot of talk about currents and wind and the right lure to hook the big fish, the bait that allows a big reel in, and if not a trophy, then at least a spot at the table. But this is not that story. This is the story of a house and a fish whose name I cannot know. I will never be the one to hook him.